So when I began really listening to the families, and they said, if you want to help, you're just talking about safety. Families in the neighborhood said, the number one matter is I don't feel safe. I need help with a job. My kids need help in school. I need help in just family life matters. And I'm, I'm struggling with having the hope to make it. And so that changed us. And we said, okay, our mission doesn't change. The families we're working with don't change, but how we engage our families. And so we're in the neighborhoods, we're walking with the families, and we're saying, we're gonna walk with you to keep you from going into systems and also help your families to thrive in the name of Jesus. Hi, and welcome to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. It's always a pleasure, friend, to have you stop by today. My longtime friend, David Jordan, who is the president and CEO of Agape Child and Family Services. David, it is so good to see you. Welcome mm. to Bot Radio Network on Mid-South Viewpoint. Thank you, thank you Byron. Brother, it, it is good to be with you, and, and thank you for the, the invite and offer. We've done this many times, and uh, always enjoy it and really appreciate it. So well, thank you. It's always a joy to have you in and talk about the work of Agape, and mm. it's uh, there's always something new happening when we get together. Yeah. I mean, what I love about you guys, it's not just the day-to-day, which we can talk mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. the plethora of ministries whether it be the community-based services, the school-based support, uh, workforce <laughs> readiness, homeless services, counseling services, adoption services, mm. and spiritual health services, and the list goes on and on. Yeah. But then, you know, throughout the year, you sponsor special events, yeah. and they're highlights. I mean, mm. it really is a catalyst of ministry and impacting our community. Yeah. And so no exception for the Global Leadership Network mm-hmm. bringing its annual summit That's here right. in August 3rd and 4th. And we want to talk about that primarily yeah. and just the the role that Agape has in connection. Now, I was discovering some information about Global Leadership Network, which is a nonprofit raising leaders around the world, not just locally. That's right. You want to see leaders inspired and equipped so that they can lead transformation in their own communities and also around the world. And an organization that was founded back in 1992, the first leadership summit was in 1995, and you just have got a timeline of events. In 2002, sites in Canada were added. 2005, you expanded into nine new countries. In 2014, you hosted in four prisons. There's just an ongoing work here. Mm-hmm. And so tell me about your involvement and, yeah. and why Agape is, is connected with this, uh, again, the Global Leadership Network. We have been involved with the Global Leadership Network and specifically, as you said, the Global Leadership Summit, which is a two-day. It's August 3rd and August 4th. And, and we've attended and been a part of those two-day annual trainings. And, and they're simulcast, uh, and so, so it's happening the same time across the world, as you mentioned. So there are thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, predominantly Christians, who are coming to receive just good information uh, around leadership uh, from a variety of speakers. And so as Agape has gone deeper in our work, which is a poverty-fighting work, and you mentioned a number of the areas that we serve, we're in neighborhoods like Frazier, White Haven, Hickory Hill. God will have us in additional neighborhoods in the next n- number of years. Churches in the center, holistically wrapping around families. And so if families say, I've got a child that's two years of age, then we're working with them to help them be ready to go to kindergarten. School's about to start here soon. If you have children in school, K-12, through we're in 17 schools right now working and supporting those kids to be in school and then doing well in school. And we have a 10-year track record of that, that ministry, that work. We also help around jobs and employment. And, and of the families that have said, I want, to, I want a career and I want a job, we have nearly a third of those families now that are beyond the line of poverty. It's not enough. 
but it made great strides in, in trying to get to jobs of 20 and $25 an hour or more. Those that would say, man, I, I need somebody just to pray over me, or I need housing. So we just wrap around those services. Well, a lot of what we do uh, connects to the business sector and the business world. So it can be around, hey, I need a job. And so having relationships you know, with those. Uh, it can be just the business savvy and capability of those who think in a way that can help us even uh, scale the work. Where We're trying to go to many neighborhoods in Memphis, and then we believe God would have us go into multiple cities and states to teach how we do what we do through the body of Christ. And so kind of the why we would do this, we said, why don't we engage in a model that we've been a part of and partner with one of our churches, key churches, New Direction Christian Church, and Pastor Stacey Spencer mm-hmm. is a senior pastor, good friend, former board member, and have it at their place and have businessmen and women church leaders, those that are leading in the community to have a place to be able to come and learn, just more leadership skills and abilities, can do it as a team, can do it individually, but do it in a way that also, how might that also impact the city of Memphis and as we're fighting poverty together? Wow, this is wonderful, David. And as you mentioned, bringing ministry and marketplace expertise Mm -hmm. together. Yes. And so using that, that strategy to be beneficial, you know. Yes, yes. So we talk. Let's talk about leadership because that term gets used mm-hmm. a lot. There's leadership forums constantly, you know, yeah. in all kinds of ways. What is your definition of leadership? You know, often it's, it's been used so so long. It's a, it's a little aged, but but I think still true. You know, being a servant leader. Uh, you know, Jesus Philippians two came and in his leadership he died to himself for others to be able to have a fullness of life and in complete you know in completeness. And so I think a leader in its ultimate sense is how do you lead to a vision God has given, not, not just you, but it's God's vision for the kingdom, and, and how do you lead in a way that does not promote yourself, but really promotes the kingdom and those around for the sake of what he's trying to accomplish. Yeah. And so, so, so that's how I would define leaders, not trying to be at the top of the mountain and, and, and build your own mountain. God might do that, but really is, can you die to yourself in a way that really brings about life and fullness? Can I say this about you, David Jordan? You're that kind of leader, and mm-hmm. I know you won't just publicly say that about yourself, but I can do that, and I will do that. And mm-hmm. I have seen the way you lead your staff with excellence, and there, there is that attitude of just being a servant of Christ, mm-hmm. and that comes out in the ministry. It comes out with your staff when I meet the folks that work under your leadership. And, I mean, when I look at uh, the way you highlight your staff, it's like you celebrate. When somebody has a birthday mm-hmm. or an anniversary yeah. or they've done something well, you celebrate that. Mm. You know, that's mm. so important. Well, well, God has assembled a phenomenal group of men and women to be able to serve through Agape and not just only a staff, but volunteers. And then again, with the Global Leadership Summit, really wanting people to kind of think differently. A lot of times business leaders would say, yeah, you're coming and maybe you want a donation and some dollars. Do we need that? You bet. But is there more relative to the kingdom and kind of to leadership that we're all doing and could do together in a way that really could impact this city and beyond this city. And so I think we're at a moment in time where there's a lot of crisis going on. There's, I mean, a lot of darkness uh, and, and the light shines, as we know, more light in the darkness. And so if believers will lean in, not run away, but lean in and be together and really try to move forward together. Whoa, David, I think you just brought out a great part of the conversation here. As we as believers lean in, when we see the devastation, the darkness of our city and the crime going up, we have a tendency to want to retreat. 
And obviously, we want to have a community that's safe. What can we do? What, what is the quote, and I've heard it said before, not only for evil to prevail, is for good men to do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, yes. And I hope I think I'm saying that yeah, right. Yeah, that is the quote. For very good people desiring very good things. And most often, my experience is good people who have been trying to do good things and may not always see it work out, may actually see it back up and do worse, or the community matters of violence and carjacking and everything going on. Those are real, and it's a very small percentage of our population that's actually doing that work, a larger population that really desires good and goodness, I believe. So if we lean in and we're not deceived by Satan, what's happening is real. So for folks who've been carjacked, I do not minimize that at all. We've had some tragedies and deaths, and and so so clearly matters of justice need to occur. And I believe in what God desires in the city. Satan is always lurking. And so what does it look like for kingdom come on earth in Memphis as it is in heaven? And so I do think it is a leaning in. It's an intentionality and saying, I am not going to let fear take over. We'll be wise and discerning, but fear is not going to capture me. And I'm going to keep moving in, but we do it together. Let's take the Whitehaven community around the airport, for example, because Mm. that's where your office is. Right. I mean, your headquarters is right in the heart Mm. of an area of our city that once was considered, Mm -hmm. you know, when the the Southland Mall was at its top and Mm -hmm. the airport community around the airport, housing and the Whataburger used to be there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was Mm -hmm. a lot of commerce and we're seeing it just almost like a ghost town now. And even your headquarters has, you know, a gate and security around it and cameras, which you you need to keep your employees Mm -hmm. safe. And I understand Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you're right there in the desert, a light in the desert, Mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. And there is, you know, great beauty in Whitehaven yes, still. Yes, there and still so, is. So, I mean, there is strength and power and long history, and there are struggles uh, like throughout our city. And so, I mean, it's interesting you, you, you say that. This morning I was reading Nehemiah and just reminded, you know, as the wall was being built back around Jerusalem, he had, you know, the men and women, uh, one hand they were building the wall, one hand they were holding the sword. You have to be wise, discerning, and move forward uh, in the gospel of peace and shalom and wholeness of what we are doing, what we're about. So this really, the Global Leadership Summit is a gathering. The initial is more information. How does I build my team? Yes. But you can go deeper if you choose. You don't have to, but you can go deeper and say, okay, as a strong team, as a strong corporation, as a strong company who's in the Memphis or Memphis area, what does that mean or mean more of for what we're doing or could do more of? Something I want to go back to the Whitehaven just for a second. Yeah, yeah. Muggin Coffee Shop. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Muggin? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because I, a friend of mine told me, Pastor Melvin Watkins, told me yep. at Mount Vernon. Yep. He said, you, "Have you been to Muggin?" And I hadn't. Mm. So I, I made my venture. I went over there and had a great experience, a yep. great breakfast sandwich, and some yep. incredible coffee. A local family-run coffee shop in, right. in Whitehaven. And the point I'm trying to make is, we need to make sure that we, as you talk about engaging and mm-hmm. investing. We need to do that with our dollars and go to some of these local shops right. in areas of town that we normally wouldn't go to. There you go. And, That's right. And and boy, was I treated with kindness and just welcomed yep. and had a great experience. But yep. we would never know that or learn more about our brothers mm-hmm. and, unless we get out there and take advantage of that and make that move. Deeper. That's right. I appreciate just the intentionality of what you just said, uh, because there are economics and there are matters of jobs and how that impacts neighborhoods. and. And when those employers leave the neighborhoods because they're not being patronized. And, and so being able to go and see and experience using your dollars. And then at a company basis, and when Bot Radio looks at their budget, you know, when you do catering, who do you cater from? When Agape does that, when any corporation or leader is listening or a church is listening, how are you using your dollars? So cater from a community that maybe you don't think about as much. 
I'm going to tell you, you're going to get great food, <laughs> and you're helping encourage and, and support economically in those neighborhoods as well. So again, just this kind of thinking intentionality with my family budget, company budget, corporate budget, church budget, whatever that might be. So yeah, I appreciate you raising that. Okay, let's go back again to this uh, Global Leadership Summit that's going to take place on August 3rd and 4th at New Direction Christian Church. Yes. Uh, is, is there cost involved? There is a cost. Uh, it had been, we were at 139 I think it's now, the rate is $179 per, per person it's for two days. You will not get the kind of talent. I mean, folks in leadership roles reading from a number of these folks, uh, and, and so you will not get the talent in one day uh, like you will at this kind of event. And you can do it as a team, and there's some discounts if you do it as a team as well. Because you're talking about a resource here of leadership that's coming from around the world. Do you know of any of the particular speakers that will be at this year's event? See, there's so many. I'm looking at my phone right yeah, now. Just okay. keep them on my head. So uh, you have uh, Craig Rochelle. Uh, you have Secretary uh, Conzila Rice. You have a lot of people really enjoy and find helpful. Patrick Lencioni. This goes on and on in terms of, of the list. Uh, you have Jamie Kern Lima, Brian Leak, Erwin McManus, Dallas Jenkins. <laughs> I mean, it just goes on and on. And yep. so I've now been two years. So this will be my third year. So, so I wanted to experience it first right. and, and just found it to be really powerful. And, and you can come by yourself, but if you come as a as your team, there's also some some nice ways of your team working together. There's some things that Agape we did afterwards. We purchased a couple of books from a couple of speakers we heard and so started going deeper. So it's not just a, a one and done. You can really, what do I do with this and then take it beyond the two-day period? Give me some takeaways. You said you've already attended two of these events. Mm-hmm. What have been some past takeaways for you, David? Yeah, I mean, there, there was a, a strong gentleman around human resources and HR, and I've got a strong chief human resource officer, and, and she said, David, you know, we need to read their book. We need to go deeper as a team because, you know, as we're growing and we need to have more personnel and, and the staff and making decisions about how we hire and retain and kind of the culture matters within the organization. So it helped us go deeper in that kind of way. And so, and then being, again, being with each other, rubbing arms with others from other organizations and groups just had its own benefit as well. When Agape is looking to fill a position, I mean, I know there's a hmm. A variety of staff members mm-hmm. that you have and positions. Right. What quality are you looking for? Even a potential quality you might see in somebody who comes to work uh, with Agape. Yeah, it's good. We, we have about 125 staff, full-time staff at Agape. A variety of roles in our poverty-fighting work. Uh, we're, we're hiring for a leader right now, a chief program officer. And, and you mentioned leadership. And so uh, I want someone who believes, knows, experiences, and lives out the power of God, the spirit within them. So that's critical and first. I want someone who has as a capability, I want you know, and sometimes in the nonprofit world, folks will think, ah, you're kind of second tier, and I want top drawer, top tier talent. Sometimes they've come out of the corporate world, sometimes they've been in, in the nonprofit world for a long time, so they're capable, able not only to lead but to think forward and, and continue to move yeah. forward. Um, people of high character, moral people who care, who have passion, who have agape love. I mean, leaning into just unconditional love, and who are driven. Yeah. Like, okay, we're not settling. You know, it's not good enough. Where we're at as a city is not where God would want us. Okay, if you believe that, will your behavior follow that? And if you're that kind of person, I won't talk to you. Okay. Yeah. Was there a turning point for you, David? You've been doing this for a long time. Has it been mm. 25 years? It'd be 28 next Tw- month. Okay. I'm here. I knew it was good. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah, man. From the time you took, took the helm as mm-hmm. the CEO of Agape, what are some things that might have changed the trajectory of your leadership style? Maybe a point in, in these mm. past 28 years where 
a light turned on in David Jordan by the Lord just maybe revealing to you mm. that you needed to go in a different direction? That's a great question because there is a moment, and, and, and you're not teeing me up to, to swing free. So uh, Agape, we're 53 years old as a ministry and organization here in Memphis. For our first 25 years, uh, we exclusively did foster care and adoption. Early in my career, this is all I've ever done. Early in my career, I did what's called child protective services. So go into homes to investigate abuse and neglect. I worked with kids coming into foster care, had two situations where children were so beat, badly beaten, uh, they did not survive. They died. And yet, most of the children that come into foster care uh, don't need to be there long term and can go back home with support to their families. So there are a few children that, that they need to be safeguarded and away from families. Most do not. So Agape is doing foster care and adoption again beautiful in so many ways, but I became challenged with, when I get up under that, of why are those kids in foster care? What's driving that? And could we begin preventing that or helping them stay in family and help their family succeed in a way that their the care of the children would be far better and far different. And so that led to what we're doing in our poverty fighting work to go in the neighborhoods where those kids are living before they come into foster care. So can we get to those families and go deeper? Yep. And so to your question, what changed me was I listened to the families. So when I began really listening to the families and they said, if you want to help, you're just talking about safety. Families in the neighborhood said, the number one matter is I don't feel safe. I need help with a job. My kids need help in school. I need help in just family life matters. And I'm, I'm struggling with having the hope to make it. And so that changed us. And we said, okay, our mission doesn't change. The families we're working with don't change, but how we engage our families. And so we're in the neighborhoods, we're walking with the families and we're saying, we're going to walk with you to keep you from going into systems and also help your families to thrive yes. in the name of Jesus. Oh, David, as you were sharing that, I couldn't help but think that the desires that the people that were sharing with you, wanting a safe family, wanting just to find help with a job, mm-hmm. wanting a good environment for their children. These are all things that no matter where in the community that That's you right. live, That's right. this is what you want. We all want we, it. We desire that. Yeah. Everybody desires That's that. Right. We're no different from yeah, each other. N- not different at all. In the process of you going, because, you know, you meet, I know, families that are living in the midst of poverty and have mm-hmm. been maybe generations gener- right. for generations. That's right. And yet, they're that person of integrity. They're that person that is setting an example the best that they're able to through their walk with Christ in their neighborhoods. Does any standouts of people you've met that, uh, I, I know sometimes when we go to do yeah. ministry somewhere, we get more blessed by the people we meet. Mm-hmm. You know, is there, mm-hmm. is there anybody like that that you've, you've come oh, across? Just just numbers and numbers. I mean, we had a mom who we, we partner with, uh, and, and you've had Pastor Ricky Floyd on here from Pursuit of God. He's one of our deep partners in Frazier. Uh, had a mom uh, who had two boys in a school uh, across from Pursuit of God Church in, in their former location, and, uh, and and the boys were just kind of blowing out. And, and the mom came in. She was just irate and just you know, what's going on with my boys? What are y'all doing to them? I mean, she just so bad. The school, who had a great relationship with Pastor Floyd, called him and said, we've got a mom that is just over the top. We don't know what to do. And he said, send her over here to me. And so she literally, she walks across the street and um, comes in and just mad as a wet hen. And, um, and Pastor Floyd said, uh, ma'am, I'm, I'm Pastor Floyd. How can I help you? Well, she said, I don't know. They just told me to come over here. What what, what can you do for me? And uh, he said, ma'am, can I pray for you? And she said, yeah, yeah, if you want to pray, go ahead. And so he prays. He comes out of prayer and he says, ma'am, is there anything else I can do? Well, I'm hungry. Can you do anything about that? And he said, well, we work with Agape and they've got staff here with lots of other ministries in my church building. You just go right down that hallway. 
and, and you can get some food. She said, okay. So it doesn't cost me anything? No, we, we're going to help you. It's right there for you. Anything else I can do, ma'am? And she said, well, I lost my job. Can you do anything about that? She said, actually, with Agape and others and, and corporations and businesses, we have a job fair. It's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, can you come for that? Well, I could, but I don't have a car anymore. You had a car at one point? Yes, sir, I did. I got carjacked. And so they took my car. My kids were traumatized. And that's why they're acting out the way they are. And we have had our, well, along with coming to the job employment, Agape has mental health therapists and counselors. He calls it his upper room, his, his <laughs> next floor up. You can go to the upper room and uh, you can meet with those. You, matter of fact, you can meet with them today if you'd like to. And she's, well, I'm not crazy. It's not for people being crazy. It's because you, you've gone through a lot. Yeah. She said, well, okay, I'll talk to somebody. And so they began doing life like that together. She came back to the school some weeks later. Uh, and this the story was told to me. High fine the, the teachers and, you know, the kids are doing well. <laughs> And and uh, and school called him and said, Pastor, you got to get over here. And, and so he came in and he said, what in the world happened? And, and she said, you know what? Uh, you blessed me deeply. Through that job fair, I got a job making $18 an hour. Agape has staff in the schools, and you made sure my kids were being cared for. I've been able to get some transportation. And, and then kind of the short of it, she began going to church, their yes. Pursuit of God Church. Yes. Because she found life. Yes. And somebody really cared. Yes. And really engaged. So not every story ends that way, but we have many, many stories like that. It give a sense of hope and hopefulness. You know, can you meet me where I'm at? Yes. And that is the gospel, including, is Jesus your Savior? Yes. And so the, that is the wholeness of what we're trying to do. And so that's one story of many. You know, we're, we're seeing God move. A lot more needs to be done. But but it really is happening. It is happening, David. And I'm, I'm so thankful for the work of Agape. And just from the time I've known, you know, about the work and have seen just the many facets Mm. of services that God has you know, led you to and to serve so many people. It, it's just such a blessing to our community. And I, I would encourage our Bot Radio Network friends to, to discover more, to go to that website, mm. Agape Memphis. Agape means love. Agape, agape means love.org. Go to that website, friend, and uh, learn more about this work, uh, ways that you can volunteer. I mean, we mm-hmm. talk about a staff of 125. You can't do what you do with a staff of 125. Mm-hmm. The staff has actually needs to be there to help coordinate a lot of the volunteers right? because you need a lot of volunteers right. to make that's this right. work. That's right. And, and that's the part where our bot radio network listeners, David, can, mm. can be a part. As we talked earlier yeah. about this engaging, yes. you know, and making a difference, yeah. not retreating, yeah. but going where the need is. Yes, yes. And so if somebody hears and says, you know, I've got a business or I know of a business uh, and, and we, we could sit down and talk about a pathway for families to be able to become potential employees, going through your process, not not circumventing that. And Agape's role is to wrap around and, and to walk with families addressing child care, transportation, a range of life matters. Some folks may say, you know what, my heart is with kids in school, and I want to make sure they're reading by third grade. I want to make sure they're graduating. Well, we, we've got places for you there. Uh, if you'd say, boy, I move for families who are homeless because they have fled out of domestic violence and in fleeing out, they are homeless. And so we have transitional housing in apartments and a lot of wraparound and support and someone coming alongside mm-hmm. is critically needed. Yeah. And I would love to pray with someone. Just I've got a, my ministry is of prayer. And so so we pray with people. And so so we have a whole yeah. team yeah. Uh, that's leading in that. So so yeah, so so whatever your giftedness might be, wherever you might be pricked in this conversation, we'd love to talk to you. Oh, that's great. And that number to call? 901-323-3600. Okay. Well, we want to remind our friends again about the Global Leadership Summit that's going to be taking place at New Direction Christian Church 
on August 3rd and 4th. Yes. And you need to register, right? Yeah, yeah. And so if folks could register, they could go to our website, agapemeanslove.org, and then you'll see a, a link to be able to go and register. Um, it is Thursday, August 3rd, Friday, August 4th. And so, so if you're moved for yourself, for your team, your church, others, we'd love to have you there. Okay. And so Agape staff is going to be there. Yes. And you're encouraging other people in the community, whether it's an individual, mm-hmm. a, a church could bring their staff. That's right. Okay. That's right. That's so right. that That's would right. be a great opportunity. That's right. Friend, go to the website and, and find out more. David, before we started our interview today, uh, I was asking about your family. Yeah. You and your lovely yeah. wife are yeah. soon to celebrate 36 years of marriage. And recently you had some news that wasn't, uh, you know, the best news to receive. Yeah, yeah. Teresa had some health matters going on during during the first of the year and, and, and was getting some scans and whatnot. And, and, and God, through that, showed something we had no idea was there. She had a tumor on her adrenal gland, which sits on your kidney. And uh, it was a rather sizable tumor. And uh, there is a doctor here in, in Memphis, uh, Dr. Veller, who is, is known as one of the best surgeons in this term, this area. And so, uh, so he did surgery. He removed it. Uh, they determined it was cancerous. Uh, and, and that kind of cancer is, is not good. Um, and the, the, the morbidity rate is very high. Um, we have an oncologist at West Clinic who's been just beautiful and gracious. They did a PET scan recently. Uh, we went a week ago to get the news, and uh, his exact words was, uh, Teresa is cancer-free. Wow. Praise God. And, and, and Teresa and I both were very thankful, and in our own life experience and many that we've walked with also know that not everybody gets that answer. Yes. And so, so we're, very, we're very thankful. And we're also very uh, empathetic to families that don't always receive that news. And yeah. so uh, so we walk together. So so praise God for his healing on this side of the grave. Uh, and, and we'll just keep walking that out together. So so thank you for asking. And continue prayers for Teresa and thank your you. family. I know that. And, and praise God for that. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, something there too, David, is agape love, mm. uh, that unconditional love that the Father has for the Jordans. Mm. And he has for everyone that's listening to our program today. Mm, yes. And whether they get cancer news and maybe their results are totally different. That's right. That doesn't change the love of the Father. That's right. That's right. That's right. He is a, a gracious, good, long-suffering, uh, slow to anger, faithful yes. God, Amen. as Exodus would tell us. Amen. And, and I find that to be true. So uh, I really, we really try to live in a way, we all do, where circumstances do not define who God is or who we are to God in our joy, because we all have ups and downs. So, so yeah. Hey, I love that. Yeah, David Jordan, God bless you, my dear brother. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for what you continue to do mm-hmm. through Agape Child and Family Services to serve our Lord and to our community here. Thank you so much. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Please be sure and check out the Global Leadership Summit, August 3rd and 4th. If you want more information, you can go to Agape Child and Family Services website, which is agapemeanslove.org. That's right. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Mid-South Viewpoint. The show is archived for on-demand listening on our website at botradionetwork.com or via your favorite podcast platform like Spotify and iTunes. Stay tuned to Bot Radio Network to fill your day with God's Word.